Toast, sir. Today's guest is Mark Letary of Menlo Park, California, now a Fort Worth, Texas resident. Mark, how the dang heck are you, man? <laughs> I'm good. I had a little, little jet lag, you know, that one hour and 20 minute flight. Man, it is DFW a tough one. I don't, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how no, you do just, it. You know, just getting in my zone. Put my head on the, on the tray table. Dude, you could probably mix half a song on that plane flight. I did a little bit of work. I did a little bit of video editing so that I could post an Instagram video. Ah. That's about the extent of the video editing capabilities that I have. Well, everyone that watches this will most certainly be a follower of yours already. Well, if you are not, and uh, I highly recommend the follow. Oodles of noodles. Oodles of noodles. Yeah. Hashtag. Truly, you use that one. I may have it at some point. Labels out. We need that sponsorship. <laughs> right? Yeah, let's... Uh, or or maybe Victoria contact us. Oh yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So you came in town to do a little session, and you made yep. time for us, and I yeah, appreciate man. that. Absolutely. Um, you brought your signature PRS, fairly it's fairly new here. signature PRS. Uh, yeah. I look forward to my my very clean hands. Oh actually, well, it's meant that. for players. So if you got dirty uh, hands, probably sounds better. Well, if it's for players, I'll, I'll make a couple calls if I can get one over here. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you brought your board, and we, yep. we'll talk about all that crap. Sweet. Um, my first question for you is, are you – I know you're doing a Europe thing soon, right? Well, yeah, that's Last the plan. <laughs> I got, yeah. So far, it's still happening. So, yeah, okay, well, as of today, as of the recording what, of this podcast. Uh, <clears throat> typical, like – you know Denmark and uh no this one's a little bit condensed it's primarily Italy and then two shows in the UK oh okay. and you know we're we're you know I mean, it's covid tour so we're there's places we can't go right right well <laughs> it's just, yeah. it is what it is so i haven't actually <clears throat> looked into what the travel uh yeah precautions or restrictions even are yeah, i think no. it's varying per country at this right, point right. so yeah the majority of it is in Italy and then yeah how many dates in Italy uh, I think there's, they're still finalizing a couple dates. I think it'll be maybe max eleven shows. That's um, cool though. But it's prime. Yeah, maybe like six in Italy. I think right now it's like six or seven in Italy. I think there is one in Paris and then then two in the UK. So that's dope, dude. Yeah. Uh, who's who's playing with you? It's Wes Stevenson on bass, Tehran Lockett on drums, oh, dope. and uh, Daniel Porter on keyboards. Oh, okay, yeah. He just recently <laughs> kind of started playing with you, right? I had. He's seen been doing it for about a, a little over a year now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so be good to get back on the road i'm sort of like you know i've i've been traveling a, a fair amount but everything's been like you know a day here a day there two days right. there so this will be the first time i've been away from home for two weeks which kind of sounds crazy but so you brought this bigger board uh today normally when like when you travel to overseas will you take this board um it all depends on the tour logistics so if i'm for example with snarky puppy and we're traveling with a trailer uh, I'll bring this and put it in a flight case. Okay. Because um, then I'm not. That's you know that Pelican's not flight case rated. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. that's what I mean. I'll put it in the oh, Pelican. Okay. I'll put, put, excuse me. Put it in the Pelican and it just stays in the truck. But um, my tour 
we travel pretty light. Um, in fact, I think we're pretty much just on trains this time, which actually is a really kind of a cool way to that travel seems, around that sounds here. It's awesome. actually very easy. I'd, yeah, I'd much rather. It adds, well, maybe it all just kind of comes out in the wash as far as time spent traveling. Probably. Because, yeah, I mean, with the trains, you literally just take a cab to the train station and get on the train and yeah, go. Yeah, but you get to see countryside. And that's what I mean. It's really cool. nice. And so, I mean, not just clouds. it's a longer physical journey, I sure. guess, but you're not sitting at the airport for hours. You're exactly. not wearing bags. You're not going through security. You're not doing all that. So, um, in that, for those kinds of tours, I have a. Have sw- you done that before? The oh, train yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. It works out really well. So, it, just assuming like one, uh, like a guitar and one piece of luggage. Yeah, basically. I bring a guitar and then maybe two bags. Um, like a small bag, yeah, like a small bag that can handle merch, maybe, and oh, then a bigger suitcase that handles clothes and my travel pedal board. Your spot, your other board that we were talking right, about, which earlier. is like the one Got that's it. on the cutting board. Mm. Yeah, so that's what I'll be bringing. For this you build time. it yourself onto an actual cutting board? Uh, well, originally, yeah, and you know, I wired it up and velcroed it all together, but it's it's been. Uh, turned into a real cutting board board by the same fellow that built this brian oh, okay. brian O'Million up at the guitar sanctuary so oh, he wires it up with nice cables and powers it properly and that's cool yeah that's awesome man <clears throat> um you and you just is this in support of the deep two theoretically D2? yeah i mean we'll play songs off that record i mean you do whatever you want during the sure series, well that's the thing yeah i mean I, that we are touring you have a lot of material at this point I to do. cover. I have six albums, so uh, you know if if I sh- if I go to a gig and play only the baritone music, then somebody will be like, well, "How come you didn't play something from Spark yeah, and Echo?" Well, where's or Catboy, so, bro? There you go. So, I get, I need some slug bug up in here. Yeah, well, we'll be doing <laughs> we'll be playing all the quote unquote hits plus cool. the new some of the new baritone album. So. Well, the the new baritone record, uh, I think I even texted you when I first listened to it. My immediate. Uh, the first thing I noticed was like sonically, it was like excellent through Thanks, the man. all the compression of the streaming and, and everything. Cool. And like the quality of the recording and the the mix that was put on it, like really came through. And that's not that your previous stuff didn't, but this specifically caught my that's ear. A great sounding record. Great. Yeah. And you. the music on it is great. All the playing is great. And it was all remote tracked. Did you say? Or a uh, lot of it yeah, was? No, pretty much all of it. Um, Yes, literally all of it. Literally all. There, of it. I don't think there was a single song where two musicians were in the same room. That's at the same time. That's uh. So was it made during COVID? Yeah, I did it okay. all um in October. Pretty oh, much. okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, Linda McCarty, by the way, there he is. Hi, hey, buddy. He's there. I forgot to mention him. My yeah. apologies. <laughs> <laughs> he is there. Make him make yourself known, young man. It's a me. <clears throat> um. When, did you use all Kemper for that? Kemper and Neural DSP plugins, oh, okay. which I recently oh. had acquired uh, kind of just before making, well, really kind of when I was finishing writing all of it. I, it was funny. I had really planned on having the record done a lot sooner, but I was just kind of struggling with creative energy and just general life issues. And so stuff just didn't happen when I wanted it to happen. And Good on you for not trying to force it. Well, so I just kind of, I mean, you know, has kind of just sort of exploded when it when it did yeah um right around like august september i was like oh my gosh i have all these songs that i need to write and so i it just how i just did i wrote it everything and and then just began the tracking so to answer your previous question the neural stuff came to my doorstep around that time and so i said well try it and i was like oh my gosh 
It's great. I haven't used so it. So I'm going to use it on some I'm, stuff. I'm going to have to yeah. check it out, man. I've heard of it, and I think, again, we texted about that. Yeah. But I, don't, I specifically have not looked it up yet. Yeah, two um, of the guitar. Well, I only played four guitar solos on the album um, of, out of ten songs, which is interesting for a guitar guy record. Uh, such yeah. restraint. I know. Well, it's mostly rhythm guitar stuff. But, yeah, so two of the solos are the neural, and then the other two. Well, one is a Kemper, and then another one. Ah, the other amp that was kind of secret weapon was the rev d20 i don't know if you ever checked out the rev amp stuff uh, yeah. yeah really cool so yeah. yeah it's it's a it's a tube head that you can plug into a cabinet or it has a speaker simulator load box deal in it so you can just plug right it yeah i went to a uh, like an open house thing that they had here a while back yeah they're super cool guys sean tubbs is mm-hmm. representing yeah them they got some some serious players on their roster another dude a local dude that i know named blake hall is actually the guy cool. that turned me on to sweet it. uh it's like a like a rev 20 or something yeah they have they make two there's like the g20 and then the d20 i think the oh. g or something is like a higher gain thing and then the d is more of a vintage oh. so i use the d20 uh for baritone and bass actually oh which okay. is great as a bass amp so but yeah there was no no speaker cabinet harmed in the recording of this album <laughs> <laughs> which is just it's just the way that my home studio is set up really and well hey I've, it doesn't matter if it sounds good it yeah, sounds good and yeah i've come to i've come to love the kemper and i think for the baritone music where everything you know the arrangements are pretty dense yeah. so like i'm not relying on room sound all that much yeah so um i don't if there is room sound i leave it for like the drums for example sure but with guitar with that kind of music i feels good if everything's just really kind of right here Absolutely. whereas you know my other records yeah i put two big 60 watt cabinets and turn them all up and mic them four dimes and yeah, then spread yeah. the oops, spread the you know the spectrum with the room and all that yeah. so you get because that's the music calls for that but the baritone stuff's a little bit different so well it sounds sounds really good thanks and man at, at this point this is this is something <laughs> we're going to be working out yoga right? i was just thinking that um are, are you yeah. still using? Uh, I'm sorry. I have a, uh, just a quick question. Are you are you still using the Statesman? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Okay, yeah. it's a great amp. We we, are, we actually uh, Chris Rodriguez was on a couple of weeks ago. Cool. Uh, you met Chris yeah. at the guitar we show. Played, at the but, very we played. We jammed together. I think. Yeah. Um, he was talking about 65 amps, and an, you used to play for a minute, and probably still have a pure 64 amp. I still use that amp all the time. And uh, okay, well that's that's the one that 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 was always my favorite amp. That, that is I a, heard you play. man. That's an incredible amp. It sounds really good. Yeah, it really does. That's um, a really cool rig. Have you have you tracked anything with that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean the tone on um, uh, everything on Spark and Echo and things of that nature has that amp involved in it some somewhere. Um, those those two records. Those are those are also excellent sounding Thanks, sonic records as well as. Yeah, Spark and Echo Art. was a comb- either a Nailer Dual sixty or a Pure sixty four. Sometimes both at the same time. Sometimes one of the like a I have this tune Montreal that's like a clean guitar mm-hmm. ballad. That's the Pure sixty four. Okay. And then things of that nature is a combination of the Nailer of the Pure sixty four and the Super Statesman's on a bunch of that. Too. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, that thing sounds great too. Uh, I just. I don't know that I've ever seen you play anything but that Pure 64 live in the last couple. Of, well, obviously, at the guitar show, we're you're plugging into whatever's yeah, back I mean, there. But yeah, it's a great. That's one of my favorite amps to use with my trio because it just sort of fits. Big. Yeah, it just fits the spectrum 
really well for a trio. And it, it works great with a quartet, too. I don't use it much like for Snarky Puppy because it's it's a little too wide-sounding. Totally. Um, Less focused, kind yeah, of. Yeah, so with Snarky, um, if it's a, if they're in Dallas, I, I'll usually bring a nailer um, just because that's a very focused-sounding amp. But then sure I tour is. with a Statesman with them, which is kind of the best of both worlds in a sense. Sure, um, I can see that. And then I've been I've started using some PRS stuff lately too. Oh, okay. Well, um, do you know which ones you're using? Well, I can't tell you. Oh, okay. Well, I use their Sunzera, which is a cool a cool I, for smaller. I have gigs. a question. Yeah. Uh, but and, the new thing I I can't talk about yet. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. But uh, I'm excited about it. Well, which is uh, why we'll, I mentioned it. We'll certainly have you back <clears throat> to talk about it. All right. When that's a, a possible. It'll be out in a you know a couple of weeks. I think I, okay. I was told. So. Well, hell yeah. Um, so. Back to the PRS amps real quick. Um, when he first started doing amps, if I'm not mistaken, he bought out Doug Sewell, who is an amp maker from uh, like Fort from Worth Texas. or, yeah, or uh, Dallas somewhere area. Metroplex, yeah. Um, I, I, I've played many Sewells. I've never Incredible. played any of the PRS amps. I've heard them sound great. Do you know if Doug Sewell is still involved? Oh, in yeah. Amp Doug design? is the guy. Okay, if so he is still the P- guy. He's the amp guy. You go up to PRS, there's a cave where Doug is the leader of the cave uh-huh. and he's up there and you know, the, the team is up there building amps. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, because the guy who we're doing another podcast later tonight with Kurt Ozon mm-hmm. and uh, he and I were kind of talking about, uh, cause I, I was asking him, he, he didn't know if Doug was still there or still involved. And I, you know, I just remember that when that happened because it yeah. was from where we live or sure. where I, you still live. And I lived at the time. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're sessioning tomorrow. Yep. And how do you, do you have pre-pro stuff? Do you know what you're going in to do? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, there was demos. One of the tunes is a co-write with me. So okay. pretty much, I mean, you know, of course things will probably change when we get in there, but sure. um, I've got a fairly good idea of what I'm playing regular guitar on one tune and then, and then baritone guitar. On and this session, is his so. solo thing. Uh yeah okay yeah it's his 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 project it, it was Corey right? yeah Corey Wong Corey yeah. Wong which I think I can he, we already put it on his podcast so I guess we could put it on this podcast <laughs> okay. I don't know how many things are like secrets anymore or whatever but you gotta just keep a list and by the time this comes up, out he'll, put he puts out albums so fast he'll probably put the album out before this podcast comes <laughs> out so that is uh that's impressive yeah it'll be fun so that's cool um are you do you guys tour like together. Like your separate things, have y'all done that? Me and Corey? Yeah. No. Um, but have you done anything as Fearless Flyers? Yeah, we've well, uh, or just like a couple a of shows lot. here. Yeah, and there. I mean, we've done a couple shows. We were supposed to have quite a few in 2020, but they all got canceled. Obviously. Um, so that was the plan was just to start doing that. So uh, I would, yeah, I think all of us would love to see it turn into a a touring group of of some magnitude. Um, apparently just today that we put out the live at Madison square garden, which I was news to me until it came out today. So I hope it sounds good. I'm sure it sounds just fine. Well, yeah. Sure. I don't know. I don't remember much about, about that night, but um, surely they wouldn't put it out if it was just you over there clanking, just clank, just root bending, just yeah. missed notes on guitar. Well, yeah, there were a few, you can spot them, <laughs> but from me. How do you know? Did you listen to it? I just well, I distinctly remember when it w- the couple of clams. I was like, oh man, it's Madison Square Garden. Just 
You know, Man, but, was that whatever. the same show? That makes it a real gig, though. Exactly. It's a was that gig. the same show that where they featured Scott Mulvihill? Uh, I don't believe Scott was there. Okay. I don't know if you knew about that. You know Scott, right? Yeah, Rob? for sure. Why I, I know I know you know um Scott, but like uh there was a there was a YouTube video in Madison Square Garden, if oh. I'm not mistaken, that was Wolfpack. Um, Scott? And it like one of the tracks was like featuring Scott Mulvihill. Uh his thing is like an acoustic symphony. If he was I know, there, right? I didn't see him. Which I, like I thought was wild. Thing. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll have to go back and watch. Maybe right, and I watched there. the video, but never... I don't remember seeing him in the video, but the track definitely said featuring Scott Mulvihill. Oh, maybe, the, maybe, they, maybe it's a studio recording that they did with him know. and then played it. I don't know. Yeah. I also don't yeah, know. Cool. Interesting. That'd Lots awesome. of things for, for listeners you know, to we check got work out to. We got and viewers to check out. Research to do. Hell yeah, man. Well, so you brought your guitar. You got a new signature PRS. Yeah, there it, it is. Looks real cool. Thank you, man. Um, Sugar Moon. This is the color. Yeah, the Sugar Moon is the color of of the Fiore. I like it. Is the the model name. So what does Fiore mean? It is Italian for flower. Okay. Yeah. Sugar Moon is a flower. It is a species of rose. That is correct. That's dope. Yeah. So all of the well, there's three colors, and they're all named after different species of flowers. Are are all the woods the same on regardless? Yeah. yeah. Okay. These are and all swamp ash maple neck. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it, it, assuming it performs well in the marketplace, maybe we'll bring more options options and, going forward. Yeah. Well, I, totally. That's cool. Um, did you, Was this something they approached you and you're like, how would you like to have, uh, do yeah. this? Or was it something that you th- were thinking about? No, they had approached me. Um about over a year ago it was like maybe kind of towards the end of 2019 and i had had a relationship with them for a while yeah uh playing playing their guitars i was using their 594 okay model, the mccarty 594 which is just in that was kind of a guitar that converted me to prs a little bit you know um just because i hadn't had much prior experience with them but they sent that guitar over and i was like this is an incredible instrument and so they're super well made, man. Oh yeah. And it, you know, it just sounded really good. Like it sounded, I sounded like me through one of those, which was like exciting to me. A lot of people come or not a lot of people, but I've heard people complain about the way they feel. And like, I don't understand that. Yeah. It not does that feel, one. <laughs> it feels a little different. The 25 inch in between the yeah. Fender and the Gibson scale. But it, I mean, anybody complaining about that to me is just like, we're just, trying to pick this apart that's well, what we're sure. doing here yeah yeah sorry not everything can be uh, a 52 telly reissue <laughs> yeah but even those you might not like it you never exactly know. exactly um have but, you ever played my prs my, my uh, blue one? i don't know if i had man you should totally lay okay. your, yeah. i may force you to okay. lay your your mitts on it um and here just the, i actually i've i gutted the electronics so oh really not, okay yeah. i i went through several sets of pickups prs pickups i couldn't find one that did what i wanted mm-hmm. ended up with the, the clines in there and okay it's cool. a humbuckery guitar and it sounds great there and it plays go. like a million dollars and it is blue which is dad rock that's extraordinary. a good color it's a good yeah we need to do a blue one i think we'll do a blue fiore at some point i don't know what shade of blue but um violets are blue i don't know if you yeah that. maybe like an aqua or something i'm not sure so. can we see this bad boy yeah, yeah sure pick that sucker up man we can so, see it. We can hear it. It's like it. a, yeah. it's a white-ish. It's not like you know, Olympic white. Um, but it was actually, you know, we I 
we found a bunch of pictures of the Sugar Moon Rose and then kind of like, you know, the color team up there got all the RGB things together. To I don't know what that means. Red, green, and blue. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so for the color palette. It's right, interesting. Right. I remember I was like going to Home Depot buying color swatches when I was when I was trying to get the colors for the guitar. And we were looking, you know, comparing them to pictures of flowers. Hands-on research, a lot of work. And Dude, I had no, because, you know, doing this, people might assume that it was just, I sort of, like, showed up and, like, checked some boxes or something. And yeah. And it was, like, no, that was not it at all. And yeah, why, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like you. You don't seem well, like a phone it in kind of a no, guy. No, and, I, you know, if I'm going to do the whole thing, I want to do it from the You want it to represent can, what yeah. you are about, and so you put your, your heart and soul into it. When you built it with your bare hands. Um, yes, I was in my garage just milling the wood. Sounds great. I'm Thanks. Gonna, I'm definitely going to uh, copy and paste something out of that for a segue music. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> You know, it's funny. <laughs> Somebody, funky son of a gun. Yeah. I, re- I read funky. a comment on a forum saying that somebody thought this guitar was not a funk guitar because it didn't look like a funk guitar. And I was like, is this where we've progressed as a society? What does Gino always say? Funk is no longer a language of music. It's a <laughs> type of guitar. <laughs> yeah. How does something look yeah. like something I was sounds? Like, uh, I don't know if you were around and I wasn't around. In the '80s, really, but pretty sure Jesse Johnson had a guitar with a Floyd Rose on it, and ain't well, nobody could tell Jesse Johnson he's not funky. I just don't understand. <laughs> like, has anybody ever seen what they're what those guitar players are playing? It, this is essentially an HSS Electronics setup, yeah. right? It's a it's a Strat. It's got it's the a, middle pickup. You get the out of face sound with extra cool stuff. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. like that sounds better. So what is what are the, whoever that is? What, Something that one of Gino's hashtags, come hear what music looks like or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's a good one, though. Come come hear what this guitar looks like. <laughs> right, come hear what this guitar <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, man, I'm, that guitar doesn't look like it sounds funky. I'm, I, I'm yeah, so sorry. I don't sorry. Even know what that means. <laughs> I'm sorry to break that to you. I'm going to post about it. It's very strange. But... Meanwhile, that person probably never even played one. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's the thing. I don't think many people. Well, you can't because they're not around yet. You have to. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go down a road that we probably shouldn't go down. Okay. Talking about YouTube comments, so let's not go there. Fair enough. I have nothing. Uh, we gotta to wait say till about. there's more Victoria bottles. I was actually <laughs> for the rest of the episode. I was hoping we could just pull up YouTube comments from your videos. Live action analysis. <laughs> oh my gosh! Could you imagine? For you know, for a minute, I actually screenshotted a bunch of them and put them into one picture. Oh, God. And I was going to post it on Instagram, but I never did. But I have it on my heart. I have it on my desktop, just waiting. Just waiting. Yeah. Locked and loaded, if you ones. will. There's some good ones. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, of course, I, I blurred out everybody's names because I'm nice. Well, that is that is very thoughtful. Even though they weren't nice to me, I'm going to be nice to them. Yeah, but they know who they are, and they'll feel your <laughs> scorn <laughs> if you choose, if you so choose. <laughs> Love it.
You are listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Want to take your home cooking to the next level? Need new recipe ideas or meal inspiration? Like, follow, and subscribe to Bobby Jam's Kitchen on YouTube and Instagram. At Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Cook your food and eat it. immediately noticing that don't call me shirley what is that naked gun <laughs> yeah joke? naked gun 33 <laughs> right, third dude. uh, uh i guess i'm serious and don't call and stop calling me Shirley. that's it that's the one <laughs> speaking of dude you got the dude off the board i think f- for the first time ever right? oh uh or is it on the other board yeah uh, it is on the other board oh okay okay um, man i'm kind of you know it's a really loud pedal dude it's a desert island pedal man yeah it's great i mean it, this is a little is similar. I think this the might HRM be you're a, talking about or yours. The HRM. Okay. Uh is a slightly smoother sound mm. than the than the dude, but um I would use either either one. I'm just I like this one currently. Cool. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> how we all We're talking about the, the yeah. Rocket HRM. Yeah. It goes um, like this. Hot uh rodeo monkey, hot what is it? Rubber monkey. Hot rubber monkey. <laughs> Is it, does it still have the, um, I know the dude has like a clean blend essentially. Uh, it, no, it doesn't. It doesn't? Well, the dude, uh, no, the dude doesn't have a clean blend. Okay. Um, I thought, uh, well, what is the ratio knob on the dude? That's like a low end thing. I think. Okay. I feel like that's some kind of a low mid frequency adjuster. Interesting. This one just has volume gain, uh, treble and fat when i'm assuming fat is just yeah like lows all these names for the knobs it's like <laughs> one thing means eight different things depending on which company you buy it from <laughs> right. so each time you just have to like turn them until you figure out what's happening <laughs> i mean they, i guess they probably they tell you what it does in the manual but you know when you're not smart and i certainly am not that you just turn stuff until it sounds right that's what i that's my approach I'm not even kidding. That's how I do it. So is this this is dry? This is totally dry. Just dry. So we're in we're into the woolly coats and then into uh, a greenback. Um, or no, it's a two twelve through the ox. We are. I can tell you. Some sort this of, we are into a four twelve greenback. Oh nice. Okay. Sounds really nice. Okay, it's not, it's not so a funk guitar though. It's not a funk guitar. I was just about to say um, that's obviously not, not a, funk a funk guitar, guitar. So maybe we should talk about. I don't know. Which, we should, should we play these funk riffs? I on a not. I really hope guitar? that we don't get pulled down uh, off of YouTube Jeez. for that. Um, All right. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, we can talk. We can talk overdrives. I like. No, overdrives. I want to talk about your overdrive. Um, oh, this one. Because I have actually never gotten my hands on one yet. <laughs> Very nasty. 
Nashville until you started playing cool notes. What? <laughs> Nashville has all the cool notes. No, you better be diatonic, my bro. There's there's a half fake taboo about being a jazzer and not getting called. Well, to do you stuff. know, I don't think I'm a jazzer. A jazz. I just yeah, but I just they would call that jazz. They would I, call you a jazzer for that. There are real jazzers here. There's one behind. The, there's two oh, guys oh, in this room. No, no, that that he's the real jazz. one. I am what West Way Kingston calls my a really good musical liar. Oh well, I've made a career <laughs> out of that. I think I just play blues with frills. Hey man, which is I think how Steely, how Donald Fagan described Steely Dan at one. I was like, that's genius. Yeah, because you know you take a song like Peg, which, but it's got blues changes. Yeah, that's true. Right, but these aren't really blues chords. They're not. They're well, they are marked, but just with frills. I presume that Dad Rock is doing. Oh, some, we are some Peg and. Josie, perhaps? We haven't done Josie yet, but we will. Just, you are doing Peg? I love that song. We are doing Peg, yeah. I, I sang Josie downtown. That way I played, obviously, for the first time in years the other day. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a great song and beautiful chord voicings. Is it that or is I'll, that? Or is it, I think I it's the... <laughs> The voicing that he plays is the second one that you played, I Doesn't think. That it sounds most no, yeah, that one. That works. Um, that that sounds like the the piano voicing. With the fade. But obviously this is a guitar. Not stop, man. That is can't not play a funk, funk right, guitar. You're right. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Get control collect, of yourself. We got to collect ourselves. This podcast is going off the rails. So I've had half a beer. Well, we can change that. It's um, also like nine in the morning, right? Uh. Yeah, it's one. Thing. I don't even know. Anymore. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Time is time escapes is me these days. My schedule is <laughs> just real stupid. That's all right. So when you designed this pedal, yeah, you talk about the melody. Yeah, you, yeah. The, your Sig right. Rocket pedal. Was this one of those situations where he was like, "Hey, do you want a pedal?" Or was this a situation where you're like? I want this. Can you make it for me? Because you were friends before that. Yeah. Uh, it was both. Both? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like, hey, you know, one day we'll do a pedal for you kind of thing. And I was like, oh, great. Like, And you started thinking then, like, what did you want it to yeah, be? Yeah. Um, and we knew it was going to be an overdrive. But they kind of, a coincidence was that as we were talking a little bit more about it, they had just started fooling with these graphic EQ pedals i love and they the had, eq yeah and so thing. they had done a compressor and then they had done a version of their archer called the the rockaway archer which was made for steve stevens from billy idol you know interesting come on where's my foot there it is wait anyway so <laughs> so steve stevens got i should get different shoes <laughs> Well, or I'm at a weird angle. Anyway, um, uh, so they had done this Rockaway Archer, which the Archer is sort of a Klon type circuit, mm-hmm. right? And so they'd done that with Steve and uh, said, well, hey, why don't we try the graphic EQ thing for your drive? And I had used their Blue Note pedal a whole bunch. Yeah, I remember you used I was that like, was on your board for the longest time. Right, so I was like, well, let's keep that around. And they're like, okay, cool. We just you had like have... a V1. Yeah, I still do. You? Yeah. I would imagine you didn't just throw it away. Yeah, no, no, no. 
so so they said, well, cool. We also have this other pedal called the Majestic, which I think has a little bit of that compression that you like in your overdrives because you've been using the Dude a whole lot. And so they kind of combine the circuits of all those sort of things okay. with the EQ and um, really kind of nailed it the first time. We, we changed a couple things with the gain uh, amount. I think it, the first version had 250K pots in it. Okay. And this one has 500. Uh, so it's a pretty loud pedal, yeah. but not, you know, blow your head off Sure, loud. Uh, but it gives everything just a little bit more oh, A lot of Rocket's pedals are loud yeah, they got some sauce the, yeah. the, Ar- the archer and the dude specifically <laughs> the dude, are very yeah, loud in my opinion right right i especially mean that's the, fine it sounds great but yeah so especially uh, for tracking where right. the volume disparity between on and off means a little less right um and so i'll use the melody for melodies uh rhythm guitar you know all kinds of stuff and, and so it's it, not just a clever name nope okay well it is a clever name uh it's not just a clever you know, name <laughs> like right exactly uh, so yeah, but I think I don't know. Maybe it's got we'll layers, do a, Mark. a V two of it at some point. Oh, maybe okay. combine it with something else. I so know. I like dual pedals. They're not marked on there. Obviously, the it's low to high, low mids highs. Uh, sure. Do you, is, is it not sp- uh, frequency specific? It, it is. I just can't remember what. Okay. They well, I, that's fine. Yeah, um, if you go to J Rock, about to say that is ob- that is easily accessed information. Yeah, J Rock Audio has the uh, the bands. That I will has. do my best to provide a link to that if anybody's <laughs> Great. very. Interested. I always forget. That's the question everybody asks me. I'm like, ah, it switches. I don't know. It's got sliders. You know. Well, rousing endorsement. It wouldn't matter for me because even though I know what those numbers represent, I would still just move them up and down until I found what I liked. Turns out that's how you adjust a the caveman yeah. approach to pedals. What does it do? I don't know. Just turn until it does something you like. Exactly, man. <laughs> yeah, you can find you can find cool stuff that way sometimes. Cool. You got to truly explore all the parameters. That's right. I'm not a manual person. I no, not real. I mean, to, if I, can, I will for if, power requirements, so I make sure, sure. I'm not well, screwing something that. up there. Yeah, good but point. other than that, like, yeah, good point. Just experimentation. Yeah. I my current board is wired in a weird way, just because I slapped it together and had a finite amount of cord that were right certain lengths. So it's like goes like this yeah. and so it's just real <laughs> stupid um and things are not necessarily in the order i would have put them but it's turned out to be cool because now the eq is uh before a couple of the drives and okay. it and it totally changes the you know the the drives that come after it yeah because i have just like similar to you i like to stack so i've got a bunch sure. of lower overdrive stuff and i'll pair them together depending on what i'm looking for yeah. and i really like that approach um even though it does require more real estate potentially sure but hey what's yeah. real estate anymore right and well the m5 is a little big and the tc is a little big <clears> but <throat> otherwise you've got some very reasonably sized pedals on this board. yeah i mean it's not a it's not the world's biggest pedal board it's, it's not but it's but it, it does a lot it does a lot yeah and i i sort of like prior to having this build i was using a pedal train pt2 forever mm-hmm. and and so i told brian i said look everything's just got to fit on the pt2 i don't want to go any bigger than that i don't you know and so that's we did the little double tier thing you don't want a pt pro it's like <clears throat> I just bigger well i mean rug. it's like you know <laughs> when you're flying that case clocks in at under 50 pounds oh that's dope so, i mean it's really funny but you have to think about that at least i do no I you totally somebody, do i don't have somebody like paying my over my baggage overage yeah. fee. so screw that man <laughs> so i have to kind of keep it indie in that respect so 
under 50 pounds. And, you know, I get away with some, you know, having the M5 on there. It does a couple different things. So what, so. you're in and out. What is the, I can't really see that. I'm not going to show everybody my bottom trying to figure it out. <laughs> what, how is that, is it wired under there? Um, I'm not sure. I think from the Hall of Fame, it goes to the box, but the the box is the first it's simultaneously the first and last thing okay because it's buffered if i want to turn the buffers on i can have a buffer going in and i can have a buffer gotcha. going out so uh occasionally i'll turn the buffer on on the way out if like there's a long cable involved or something but right now it's just it's nothing okay it's sans buffer uh, I, I assume you would you probably your other cord coming out of it is also a 90 we're, we've got mine plugged in, but a 90-degree well, angle. 90 degree, uh, yeah, I believe so. It's yeah, a little cleaner look and well, less likely to get Less likely kicked. for somebody to step on it. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, which is, I've been involved in those debacles man, before. I've, I have I broken we all kinds of gig. stuff. <laughs> we were doing a snarky puppy gig somewhere, and me and Bob Lanzetti were on the gig, and Bob was set up right behind Sean Martin, and Sean stepped backwards and stepped on his power supply which was like a wall wart thing. And I don't know how many pedals it was powering, but it snapped the little, <laughs> all of a sudden pops whole rake went down. And I was just like, Oh no, that's, that's so yeah. Brutal. Stories of the road. Was it, was it reparable or was he just down for the night? I think uh, he was, sem- a of several tea. of his things were down for the night. And I think we probably went to a guitar center the next day and got him a new <laughs> one, but those things will happen, man. Yeah, that sucks. And people always... Yeah, make, Sean, that sucks. Way to go, Sean. <laughs> um, I I have... people. I said people always. People do not always make fun of the amount of stuff that I bring, but I often show up with a, you know, an extra bag full of oh shit parts. You know? Yeah. Tubes, cords... Uh-huh fuses and all that stuff yeah Man, i'm a walking radio shack in a keg <clears throat> dude it's not a bad thing I, i've had do. so many experiences and all the different things going wrong and like i know there's nothing i actually learned from boo massey who used to carry around like a some like rickety ass bag full of just patch cables and tubes and fuses, fuses yeah. and like the caps for the backs of the fuses into the you know Man, all, all the different stuff that guitar can, tech well yeah there's a lot of learn the hard way I at least I, I yeah. have i haven't graduated to carrying like tubes and amp parts but i definitely bring you know spare cables and well, i usually always throw some kind of a backup power supply well and often you're not traveling with an amp unless you, like even when you guys travel like in the continental U.S., you're usually flying out and using backline Generally. gear. Yeah, I mean, if we leave, well, so that that's on whoever the production. I've definitely left. I mean, I've definitely left. You know, tours in a van from my house and just brought one amp and hoped that it didn't catch fire. So sure, I probably sure. should have brought some tubes, but yeah, yeah I'm about to say, you know, bringing two amps is not necessarily the solution. Just as well, figuring that's it the out. nice thing about a digital rig these days is like if I go on the road, I'm going to take an amp and a digital rig in case the amp goes down. I'll just throw the hx stomp or something uh at the end of the pedal board that that yeah. works great Into until it doesn't because rob had his helix uh like on the fritz one night and he, he was just like nursing it along like certain patches stopped working yeah. and out, output started being weird like you <clears throat> well, know. i'm just saying as a backup for a real amp Oh, as a backup. Yeah, Co- exactly. Copy. Exactly. It's a great backup, so you don't have to take two amps. I thought you were saying you took that out so you didn't have to mess with the amp or it going down. The only pro- the problem with the amp is if it goes down, it's 
99% a tube and with a digital rig at least I have absolutely yeah I don't no I don't recourse. carry a microscope <laughs> yeah I don't think anyone knows how to fix those I, they, I don't yeah. think the people that made them know how to fix them I, I, I think, think they're they probably designed that put way put a new so you thing them, in yeah. and just be like yeah we fixed it and like well you just yeah, rebuilt you just replaced the whole thing well, refurb yeah nobody knows um that's dope man so how long has that melody pedal been out like three years or four years, years yeah now, right? it's been out for a little while I'm gonna have, I'm gonna order one later. Yeah, man, they're great. I, I you know, it sounds really good. I take it all. I take it everywhere. Man. It's got the like an air to it yeah, that, that I like. Open sound. Yeah, the, it's, it's not open. like a high gain thing. I mean, here I'll dime the gain just for the heck of it. But yeah, let's do it, man. Um, do it, bro. So this is all the way up, and I'll go full humbucker. I mean, it's not like it's wimpy, but still not. Who makes that? That's uh, Jackson Audio. Oh, that's another Jackson. They're another. Pedal. They're a company out of Texas too, and and this is a really cool pedal, man. And that's the same as this Blossom, right? Correct. Yeah. So the, where uh, where at in Texas? Um, uh, you know, Flower Mound. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um. So what's neat about this fuzz is was well, has a you can see the label says it's modular, so it comes with these little they're like little circuit boards that you pop in and out, and each one is designed with a different fuzz sound. Wild, okay. is that an airplane? And, no, cool. it's your neighbor mowing his lawn. Oh, great! It's so been going on for twenty minutes. I've got so. it set kind of bright for now. <laughs> Because I like to run it in front of the melody. For... That's like a serious like natural compression to that sound. Yeah. Um, and then it's got this other side, this octave side, which is cool because you can use it as just the an octave. octave fuzz, or you can turn the octave all the way off and it actually almost acts as a clean boost. So it's like a little bit of mm. hair. That sounds great. That's my kind of pedal, just like a little bit, right. you know. So if and you want to like stack a few, so of those. if you're playing like this sound or whatever. So it's yeah. just like a little lead boost. That's cool. Uh, so it's really flexible. Oh, it's, it's from the front side too, right? Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but so here. So you're just adjusting the octave. So now blend. it'll actually turn into a bit of an octave fuzz. You hear it? Yes, I can. It is slight, but I can hear yeah. it. So if you want to do that. I don't, and like what what y'all are hearing is exactly what he's playing. I don't do anything to guitar audio in post. I just oh, okay, I might punch that last lick in. Cool, yeah, yeah no, we'll punch you wherever. <laughs> Got you gritted, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but it, it, you're what you're hearing is what we're hearing. That bus compression, maybe, but yeah. So that's it. I mean, that's not the whole rig, but that's no, that's it. All right, of it. See, until next <laughs> All right, time. Bye. <laughs> um. 
So I haven't heard you turn on this wah rocker yet. And okay. I would like to hear that because I don't know what that is. I don't really know where it's set. It's an envelope filter. And so it does the envelope filter thing. That's weird. Excuse me, sir. That's not a fun guitar. So you've got like actual, can you take, so yeah, you, you can, can take, take the dry out and make it just the filter. Can, but I like it better like this. No, I'm here. sure. You know, here it is. Obviously you have it set that way for a reason. Yeah. So it kind of does that mm. syrupy sort of thing, yeah. but you lose some of the volume. Totally. Super percussive. It's really cool. Yeah. And I've got the wrist. <laughs> I don't know how these things work. Um, so here's everything at noon. So I gotta play a little harder now. Interesting. Turn the threshold up. I think that should probably relax the sensitivity. Oh, that changed the filter. Did a lot, didn't it? Put it back to where it was. Keeps it from opening too easily. Yeah, the but you then, said, you know, you sounds better. A blend on there. That sounds like Mark LaTerry to me. I don't know, it sounds like a wall rocker, I guess. Uh, but these are cool, and you know what's funny? With, I, I think I've bought, like, a couple different ones of the same model. And they sound different? And they do. But this is my favorite <laughs> one. I have, like, the. they used to have, the, like, there was, like, the WR2... I had, then I got. Oh, a so they, like they have a couple of different versions of the same. Well, the pedal? original one was like, yeah, and they were all the little, they're all little and purple. Uh, but the original one, I think, just had two knobs, maybe. And I bought one of those. Um, I think I have all three of them actually now. <laughs> just turn them all on. <laughs> I, I've seen the yeah. shelves behind you in your in your Instagram. Yeah, I, I'm not like I don't really actually use it that much. Um, but it's just kind of one of those things where if I just want it, I'm glad I have it. Totally. You know, so. Like, it doesn't get as much use as maybe, like, a fa- the Phase 90 or, like, the delays or something. But Sure. Do you use the Phase 90 a lot? Yeah, very much so. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and I sort of set it uh, to, I don't, I, like, occasionally I do, like, the slow phase kind of lead stuff. But I prefer it for the funk, you know. Sure, stuff. sure. just a really killer sounds of course, great you know got the eddie gotta have an eddie, gotta have the eddie van halen stuff yeah yeah but you know and i leave it on the script setting do the how you're supposed to play that song but <laughs> doesn't matter close enough so yeah um, i've had a phase enough. 90 on my board forever some kind of phase 90 i've you know never used one at all at they're all. great it's just i, I mean, don't think i've used a single pedal on here really 
Not uh, even no, a carbon I, copy? I, I thought everyone monument. had a carbon copy. I have a monument. Okay. But mine is the... That's nice. The monument's nice. Mine is a, the, the bigger footprint version. I want, I want that one. Is the monument the one that's harmonic? Yeah, does the harmonic, the harmonic or the regular? Oh, sound okay, okay. Both. Yeah. Right on. Uh, this um, is the normal. Sound. If I need a phase sound, I I usually switch it to the harmonic trim and slow it down. That's oh, of, that's a cool uh, idea. Kind of what I've been doing. I've never done that. Like before. if I if I need a Waylon sound <clears throat> or something. Oh, okay. Um, out of curiosity, what pickups are in that uh, that PRS? Uh, these are proprietary to the guitar. We designed oh. these to go with the guitar. So we just called them the Fiore pickups. Okay. We I <laughs> took enough energy to name a guitar, and then it was like, well, can you name the pickups? And I was like, I don't think I nah. can. <laughs> like, how about we just have a Fiore, Fiore single, Fiore humbucker? Like, great. So <laughs> worked for me. That's, I mean, it makes yeah. sense to me. Stays on brand. Not too many names floating around, you know. So. Are the are the middle and the neck the same pickup? <clears throat> uh, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So we should maybe talk about the switching because oh, it's yes. created quite yeah. a stir amongst the uh, amongst the, the funk connoisseurs <laughs> no, i don't know whatever we can move past that um what's neat about this is, i'm sorry is that an instruction <laughs> no let's bring it up like five more times <laughs> um so i have a, an old strat that i had modded to get some kind of funky wiring uh done to it and so it's not, a, I wouldn't say this is like an uncommon thing, maybe, but maybe you don't see it that much. But uh, anyway, so we have our neck pickup. So in this, when everything looks like a guitar, it's in the regular old position, right? But when yeah. it gets interesting is when you pull this up. Oh. So this is a push-pull switch. And what this does in positions one, or I guess this, this is five or one. I don't ever know. I always call I, it five. Yeah, th- okay. I think it's te- they consider it five by <clears throat> schematics cool. anyway. So in five and one... What we have here is a combination of the neck and the bridge pickup. So you get this kind of cool. Out of phase kind of a sound. Well, not really out of phase. It's it's just a combination of these two pickups. So it's almost like a telly. A little bit. Uh, and so then what that means now is in positions two and four, it's a combination of all three. So check that out versus That's more booty. That's I think the mid-range character just a little. Yeah, bit. I was about to say. <clears throat> so uh, then uh say I'm back in position, well okay, we'll do this. So position 1 now, put this back to normal. This is full humbucker. Now, series parallel. You get a little more twang in there, right? Now, what you can do is do both of them. So now you've got this one and this one in uh, series or split. It's not split. I can never remember if it's series or parallel. So now you have the difference between these two sounds. Okay. So you really got some. some- as what Stevenson all, would say, you got some right. junk built into this thing. <laughs> so now you have all three, but this as uh, series parallel. So you're you're getting a lot of different combinations, and it's sort of all affecting the mids and the lows and the highs. And so I like that. Yeah, like it sounds really sounds. cool. It's all and, the and different possibilities. They're all usable. Like it's not to me. 
I didn't want to have the guitar do a hundred things all at like 50%. I totally. wanted them to all do have like totally. Why, applicable. why have it if it doesn't, if it's not usable? Well, I, I mean, you know, well, who are we talking to? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Octron. That was a fun pedal. Is the bitty bit crusher sound coming, or the like the, the what do they call it zipper fuzz coming from that? It is sort of a bit crushed esque thing. It's just an octave up. <laughs> Who needs two octave pedals? I well, I do apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck. Maybe not that sound, but <clears throat> I don't know. That was kind of fun. Yeah, it's fun. Fun times. I like that. So, um, where were we? Were we were talking, talking about, about these old pickups over here and right. all of your uh super complicated wiring <laughs> it's not that complicated it's not complicated i just it takes about a minute to get used to sure it, so um but the fact that it does is, all those things is cool it's yeah. like sting uh i don't listen to his music but the fact that he's making it i appreciate that it's <laughs> a very strange opinion <laughs> it's not an opinion the fact That's- that he makes music I appreciate that, that was a, that was a Royal Tenenbaums quote. God, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I never saw that movie. Oh, well, oh, the, great movie. I hated it until I watched it. I met, everyone told me how great it was. I hated it, but I kept watching it. I was like, "What am I missing?" And then eventually, it it sank in. Okay. And now I think it's hilarious. It. All right, cool. Everyone else loves it. Yeah. Anyway, pickups. Pickups. <laughs> no. Uh, so, do you uh, do you know off the top of your head the output on these pickups by chance? They don't sound super high. No, but they don't uh, sound super low either. Six ish, eight ish. Oh, eight ish. Okay, maybe That's dope. seven. Totally pulling those numbers. Um, that was <laughs> that. Those are that. You know, we had a lot of conversations about pickups in the guitar, um, and Paul would talk to me in technical terms, and I would come back with like, "Well, it needs to feel like this," or feel like an oval and less like a rectangle on that and he'd be like okay i know what that means we need to do and he would it, it was really crazy because he would we'd be on the phone and then i could hear him be like yeah two more spools of this wire and then you know change the magnet to do this and then 6k on this and 10k and that'll get you your oval so paul's you know? paul's <laughs> still doing like, all okay. the pickup design or doing oh, yeah. a he's hands-on with, well yeah i mean he's i know he's hands-on, hands-on with the, sure. all the schematics yeah, but i didn't crew, know yeah um but <clears throat> that was really fun because so much of that technical knowledge just such a it seems like such a big head. company that he wouldn't still have his hands and all that stuff it's i mean i know that he does because i just i know oh yeah of him no, through the, the dallas guitar show for he years is, i mean you know he's as boutique of a he's got a dad guy. rock band except they're not as they're not as specific about their time window oh um well no, I mean he. Yeah, he's hands on with everything. I mean, but that's what you want with a guitar. Absolutely, building, building a guitar. With, it's it's know? remarkable that he can do that again with all the all the different irons that PRS has in the sure. fire. With, yeah. Now with the, I guess he did, with the amps he can just kind of like let Doug do his thing because that's. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I'm Paul sure he's got input on it. Has a lot of input on. It. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't speak to the whole inner workings of everything. Sure. But from my experience, you know, he's. He knows what's going on. Well, by by all accounts, yeah, um, definitely, which is cool, and the the quality of the product uh, reflects that. In totally, my man. Um, yeah. You see, I mean, people... I guess you know, name a bigger guitar company that's come around in the last thirty years. You can't. No. The I think the only one that's even close, I would say, is probably Sir, but they're not at that scale at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, PRS is. It's sort of like. 
There's like Fender, Gibson, PRS, and Ibanez. Like those are the four. That's it's kind true. of like you know the big four of thrash metal. It's like oh. Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. Megadeth is considered <laughs> thrash metal. I think so. At the, yeah, at a time they were. I guess thrash it would have metal. to be. Yeah. I don't think of that as thrash metal. Early Metallica sounds like thrash metal. Early Megadeth sounds way smarter. Okay. Does that make sense? I mean, it was definitely thrash. I, yeah, I always thought of it as thrash. Yeah, I think it, I think if you're going to put it under an umbrella, it would definitely be the thrash metal umbrella. I just thought of it as what cooler would you put thrash. I don't know. Well, that's the because it's not. I, I mean, would just call it metal before before subgenre was. Okay. Hey, this is metal. We only speak in subgenres. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the beauty of metal. I once was Black in a band that Norwegian someone called <laughs> Southern <laughs> Sludge Core. Did you know Perfect. that was one? Yeah, I know. You told me about it. You guys wore jorts. No, that's kind of true. Yeah, well, that's um, true. That overall was the worst. One of the worst things I've ever done. It's oh, on YouTube. I I beg to differ. Um, well, you can shut up. <laughs> there are recordings, I'm sure. Oh, there are. You, you know what? You will not find linked in this. <laughs> any of that. One of us will post it in the comments. Oh, great, great. Look forward to that. Oh, my um, gosh. Uh, a final thought about Megadeth is okay. I. I don't. I, I guess I don't know, but I would say that they're closer, and to my ear, they are closer to like melodic death metal than they are thrash metal to me. No, no. no. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'm Mark Letiri. This is Robert Miller. Gear and beer. Um, we're going to go. If you don't end the segment right now. <laughs> That's the best way to end the show. Just like that. We're done. Linda McCarty twisting and tweaking. Megadeth is melodic. Nope. Death <laughs> no, they are not. Never have been, never will be. I'm not saying they are. I'm saying they were closer to that than to thrash metal. To I got, me. I got some. You just got us got pulled from YouTube, man. Yeah. I didn't get anybody. Unbelievable. Anything. You guys are pulling my chain right now. Oh, no. Nope. Um,. They mustain for president anyone? Uh, I mean, I'm a big I'm a big Megadeth fan. Yeah, I think they're awesome. I'm a big fan. But you know what they're not is melodic death metal. <laughs> they're not. They're thrash. I just don't I guess I understand what makes something thrash if that's the case, which is very likely that I don't understand. That is typically the case. Thrash is kind of like what happened when you got like Iron Maiden but started playing it faster with more distortion. And not as screamy vocals. Not as? I, no, I mean, kind of. But I, I, mean, I think I think screamy. There's definitely a link between the way, like, like kill them all. That that it's it, screamy, but it's not like vocal prowess. There's there's a note singer hero type. Sure, Bruce Dickinson mm-hmm. thing. Not it doesn't have the soaring quality. King Diamond quality. Yeah, but it's not as like, but it's not guttural. The growling like you get in death not uh glenn what's his face from deicide glenn belton yeah the guys that do like the the grunting and the death see i love all that stuff too where they like breathe inward and it's i don't know how they do oh yeah man the show open that i'm trying to create for this show i'm i got a i'm waiting on some growls from a buddy so I'm okay. excited about that. <laughs> Did you write the lyrics? You probably get them on fire. Yes, they're, they're gear and beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very good. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. And the guy, the, the guy that I'm getting to do it, uh, he's like a friend from back home. But his gig is he does all the music for like Quake and 
all the new cool. dooms and all stuff. Video games. Wow. Yeah. He's Sweet. he's in that world. This is a crazy uh niche music job, really. Okay. To like in, in my opinion, I mean it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, to uh make a living doing something like that. If I if you had told twelve year old me something like that, I don't know I'd I would love to do video game music. I think it would be awesome. Half the time people say my stuff sounds like video game music anyway, so it's like I don't agree with that. It, it just game. sounds like music. <laughs> wow. It just sounds like sultry music. That's sultry. Okay. That's an adjective that is not I I, I tend to use to that my stuff but incorrectly and often. I get it. All um, right. Yeah. Kind of like the way you describe Megadeth. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say. <laughs> There's a pattern here. I uh I just want you both to know that I don't care what you think about me. <laughs> all right. um, okay, so we've, we've covered all the basics here. We've covered all, all the stuff on your pedal board for the most part, and mm-hmm. we've talked about your badass new guitar. Um, I I don't have anything else to bother you I'm about, done. man. Yeah, I'm done talking um, to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Okay, well, then Can I get another one of these with no lime, please? No, I'm just kidding. This one there's actually, no, there's, there's no, no lime, lime in that one. <laughs> What'd you say last time? Security! Can I get a beer? Security! We need a beer! <laughs> train your dog to bring you some beer up here. Oh, yeah. I would love to train him to do just about anything. <laughs> um, taxes. Aside from be really cute. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's got cute game on fleek, as they say, but that's about it. Nice. Okay, well, I really appreciate you taking the time yeah, to come dude. by. Yeah, of course. Always um, good to hang, man. Indeed. I, I saw you... <clears throat> In consecutive months for the first time in probably I know. since I lived in Dallas. So, yeah, right. Uh, that was cool. I think the last and time I was here was right before the pandemic. Yeah, when, at the, the City yeah. Winery show. Yep, I came the day before we played. That's right. Mm-hmm. We hung with uh, Ford. Yeah, yeah, Ford. Ford and who Matt, else was here? Matt uh, Butler, I think. Or but Matt Mitchell was here. Oh yeah, and yeah. Ford, yeah. Yeah, I that was the first time I had met. Was that is that it? That was it, wasn't it? No, Butler wasn't there. Yeah, Butler wasn't yeah. there, was he? Man, anyway, cool. Uh, sucks to be him. He missed out on all that fun. <laughs> this was this space was completely different, and uh, I know I think not nearly was as conducive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was over there, and it was like just everything was way worse than it is now. Yeah. And it's not great now, but it was way worse then. It's better. So thank you to Mark Letary. Thanks for having Lindy me, Lindy McCarty, Twisted and Tweaking. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm yes, Robert sir. Miller, Gear and Beer. Hey. The follows and the subscribes will link everybody's everything. Uh, Victoria, thank you for sponsoring this. Yeah, check out Maybe. Deep Volume 2, the Baritone Sessions, Mark's latest record. Uh, if you live in Italy, buy your tickets if they're available. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll be announcing everything very shortly. So. Okay, well, stay tuned for that, and stay tuned for more Gear and Beer. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. Make sure and subscribe and turn on notifications for our channels. And if you haven't already, follow our Instagram and YouTube channels. We truly appreciate your support and ask that you please tell anyone you know whom you think might be interested in our podcast about Gear and Beer to help us grow and continue bringing in great guests from around the industry and beyond. Thanks again, and until the next episode.